Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 88 of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Yay! Crowd goes wild. Um, the Two Fat Lady episode. Um, and unfortunately, it's just myself and I'm Lucas, obviously, BQ410, and my brother, Matt. How are yes. you? He is Asmerith. It's me. I'm here. Yes. And we are going to talk about only basically two things um, on this episode. So you've probably all been playing both of the two things that we're going to talk about. One more probably than the other since it's released. But anyway, um, those two things obviously are Fallout 4 and now Star Wars Battlefront. Both would be you know, different games, but both would be definitely up there on most games of the year for this year so far. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. We're getting pretty close to the end. I don't, um, Just Cause 3 is coming out still, but, you know, these two games are pretty friggin' awesome. Yeah, they have been. And, you know, I've heard that, uh, what it was, um, Fallout 4, about 25, 30 odd hours to do just the story, um, to get that finished. That's pretty decent. I mean, that's you're getting your money's worth, if, even if you've just gone and done that without any side missions, really. Is that? There's no way that's you can do that in that amount well, of time. Well, you, I don't think it's even possible to just do that without any side quests at all. Unless it's um, on like a low difficulty, because you kind of, like Fallout Four is fucking pretty easy, I reckon. But, yeah, I agree. Um, like you still can't just run ahead into stuff. No, no, you can't. And I'm finding now I'm level 29 or just reached level 30. Um, and now my main focus for the last few days has been trying to just finish the story. Um, I don't know how long I've played for. I've got no idea. But it would be a lot. A lot of hours I've put into that game already. Um, and, you know, it wouldn't even be an exaggeration, I think, to say maybe 80, 90 hours already because um, I've been trying to smash it out as fast as I can so that I can really just sink my teeth into Battlefront. You can check your save file to see how long you've been playing. So you oh, should, okay. You should do that. Yeah, I might try that. <laughs> but I just haven't even cared. I've been enjoying it. Um, there's been some times when I get frustrated. There's been a few tiny little save glitches and things like that where I've just been playing for hours and then all of a sudden I die and I don't get to go back to where I was which really sucks hasn't yeah. happened very often but I've also heard it from chat as well so yeah I've know. heard I've heard from a few people that you should probably um make sure you save really regularly well it does a pretty good job most of the time of doing that and I mean even to the point where you just check out your pip boy and just have a look at what you've you know what you you got armored or you know what you've got uh you know your weapons are equipped and all those types of things and then you drop out and go back into the game from the pip boy and it saves most of the time but on occasions it just doesn't so if you haven't played a shitload of hours of that game yet just keep that in mind if you are sitting there having a decent session and you don't notice the little icon in the top left of the screen come up all that often um 
because it just happens. You know, it's just one of those things that it just pops up and says auto saving and then it's done. Um, but if you're not seeing it, then just keep in mind that you probably want to just, you know, pause it for a second and just quick save. It only takes a moment mm-hmm. and yeah, it's better than learning the hard way. But yeah, if I lost like multiple hours of it, I would probably be really hard pressed going back. I mean, I know it's like 90 hours. They reckon 400 hours to finish everything in that game. But if I even lost like two two or three hours, it'd make it real hard for me to want to go back. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, it just gets really annoying because some of the parts and the bit that happened to me was it was one of those kind of areas that I had to clear and there was multiple enemies and you're constantly picking up more stuff that you've got to drop other stuff and you know you've you've got to actually be careful of what you're doing or you're going to die and after mucking around and grinding through a section and then you get through it you're stoked and then if it you have to go and do it again it's a real pain in the ass but apart from that and all the standard kind of little bethesda you know, I'll call them glitches, I suppose, um, which aren't game-breaking in any way, just amusing more so than anything. Um, you know, for instance, plants sticking through walls, which is obviously a huge joke. Um, then you've also got, uh, you know, little bits where you should be able to get up on something and you can't, or you try and get through an open door and all of a sudden the door's too small or, you know, little things like that um, don't happen very often, but certainly not as often as things that are floating. That happens all the time. Not a big issue, though, but... It, no, yeah, exactly. It, like it's said, funny. There's a lot of funny shit. than anything else. There is yeah. a lot of funny shit like that in, yeah. in it where you're just like, eh. Hmm. Like, okay, you've made a pretty big game. I'll, I'll let that slide. Yeah, shit like that does happen. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it it does, and it's a huge game, so, you know, you've got to let those little things slide. But like I said, it is more amusing than anything else because it really doesn't change the game or how the game's played or even with some things that you don't even need to interact with them. So you just, you know, run past some, you know, skeleton dressed in clothes that's laying on a bed that's been there for 200 years, and there'll be a bottle of Coke floating like there's supposed to be a table next to their bed or you know just little things like that and they just catch your eye and you're like oh wow that's pretty cool that's not too bad Mm. but yeah i mean it's it's hard really to even in any way make that about the game you know you can't say that that is going to affect the game in any way shape or form and i think in my personal view this has been definitely one of my favorite games to play all year the storyline is a little bit slow there isn't the um i remember in the the hours that i played of fallout 3 the interactions between characters were better in this it seems really flat sometimes Mm. You're just having conversations in very monotone kind of voices and you know, you just don't even want to listen to the story half the time, which is a bit of a shame. Um, and especially coming from 
uh, as anybody who's listened to the last few episodes, I finished the three remastered Uncharted's just recently. Yeah. And coming from that, where it is so story driven and it is character so, driven, yeah, yeah, character driven, and it's just amazing to you know just be in that story. The way they do it is so well done. Um, and you know, into this where you just, I don't know, you don't even want to just hear half the people talking half the time. So it's a bit of a problem. I mean, you, you're talking about a pretty screwed up kind of environment, like it's obviously post-apocalyptic, massive wasteland, um, but just everybody just seems so dull. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you work your ass off. They're trying to survive. They're asking you for help to go and get rid of super mutants or whatever is, you know, attacking them constantly. And... They're just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's been really, really bad and we're struggling and we need your help. And it's like, holy shit. And then the dude just goes, no worries. I'll go and have a look for you. And it's like, <laughs> wow, there's no no anything, like no yeah. excitement to anybody or, you know, it, just the, the lack of realism in that regard just makes you f- just, I almost said, fall out of the storyline. But, mm. you know, um, yeah, it's it's weird in a way, and I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna finish the game, the story at least. I'm not gonna probably spend another, you know, hundred hours playing it like I have so far, just to go and finish off all the little bits of pieces here and there. And the other thing, in a way, that has annoyed me a bit with it is there's. Because it is an open world and you can go anywhere and do anything, there's so many parts that you actually go to where it's either part of the storyline or whatever, you've got to go and clear out a section or a building or whatever. And then inside that, and this is quite early in the story too, it started happening, uh, you come across um, like a, a um, what are they called? The, not a vault, it's a... Um, thing you put all your valuables in well, those safe yeah there you go keep them <laughs> safe um yeah so you you come across a safe or you come across a terminal that's a locked door or whatever and it's it's on expert or it's above your level of capability so it doesn't even give you the opportunity to try to open them up and it seems really stupid that they've done it because you can't level up fast enough to actually open these things when you come across them. So you've got to you, go back. Yeah, but you can't even put down a like a marker on a map or anything. So half the shit that I've seen so far that I would like to just go and open and figure out what's inside is now never going to be opened. It's just a you know, complete waste of time to put it in there. Inside the vault, when you first start, there's a the, like ice gun or whatever... Mm-hmm. In a little glass case that's a master level lock. Yep. You remember seeing that? Mm-hmm. As it turns out, because you can actually see that item, right? Um, and they haven't patched this yet, but I'm sure they will. Yeah. If you go into the vault with your dog and you tell the dog to go and find items while you're in that room, he gets that and it's like pulls it out of the case and, and it's in his mouth for you to grab. Oh, wow. Yeah, without unlocking the thing. That's cool. So 
that's a handy little tip. Mm. Uh, apparently, the gun's really awesome too. I haven't done it though because, you know, I got yeah. sidetracked by other games. <laughs> well, that's the other thing as well. I mean, there's been times where the dogs run off to go and find stuff. Or, you know, the dog just barks and it's, it comes up on the screen and says, uh, dog meat found something. And most of the time when it's happened, I've already been in whatever the chest or the safe or whatever it is that it's found. Yeah, yeah. And I've already looted the shit that I wanted and left the crap that I didn't want. Um, and then the dog goes, oh, found something. And then runs off and, like, you got to go and follow it. Yeah, you got to chase him to... Fucking, and if he gets away, yeah, he like, just leaves. You don't, it you don't know. Bother. Yeah, you don't know where he went. Mm. Which does happen a fair bit because there's a fair few areas where you'll be outside a building or whatever, and then um, you know the dog will bark and just take off. And there's long grass or trees or it runs around the side of a building and you think it's gone into one, but it's gone into the other and then it's just done and then the dog just eventually turns up at your side again. Yeah. And one yeah, of the, it's weird. One of the things that I've actually noticed that is kind of annoying in Fallout is like um, you get a side quest or something to go somewhere and then as you're wandering around, like there's there's been times where there hasn't really been a good directional didn't mm-hmm. tell me where to go. Yeah. Which is kind of yeah. weird. Like, because it has that ability. And when you're outside and like running around, you can set waypoints and it directs you and stuff. But then in some missions, it's like, go to this thing and do this. And if you didn't read it properly, you're like, wait, what? Mm. And then you it doesn't no... actually, when you go back in to your quests, it doesn't give you those specifics again. Yeah. So you have no idea what you got to do. Mm. Yeah. That happens a fair bit. There's one, it's, a fair way into the story. It's probably near the end, I guess, but um, you get told to go and find this certain um, person, basically, and in order to be able to find him, you have to tune into a radio station that is like, there's like an interference that is happening Mm -hmm. because of this one person and it's just like a beeping kind of thing and it comes up on the screen and tells you the, in a percentage of the distance you are away from where you need to be but it was really weird like I was running in the opposite direction at one stage and the percentage was going up and then all of a sudden it just dropped by like 15% and then it as I kept running it went down by like another quarter of a percent and then a half a percent and then I realized that I was going in the wrong direction but it seems so weird because it was telling me I was going in the right direction. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, now I've just run however far and I've got to turn back and go the other way. And it, that happened three times just looking for this one person because it doesn't come up on the map or anything where this person is obviously because the part is that you've got to track them. Um, and then I stood still and he must have been walking, getting closer and then changed direction and then it started going down again. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? How am I going to find this person if yeah. he keeps running around and I'm getting run around by the bloody map as well? But I did end up killing the shit out of him. Yeah. That's but, like, it. having said all this, the game is really fucking fun. Oh, yeah. We are nitpicking, seriously. Yeah. And like, so, yeah. I don't know. There's things like that, that kind of quest design shit that really 
it's like, come on, you guys are fucking professionals at this shit. Mm. This is your fucking wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly. Like, why, why have they not fucking fine-tuned this shit, you know? It's all mm-hmm. well and good. Like, okay, graphically, the game is fucking amazing. It looks awesome. Yeah. Um, it's, and that's only on the, on the PS4. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would look even more spectacular on a high-end PC. Yeah. Well, but whatever. Um, mm. Like, it's fun. It looks great, but you can't just spend all your time making an engine that looks really freaking good. And, I mean, even shooting and stuff like that seems pretty good. Yeah. Um, but that quest design, that kind of shit is not fucking... Those kind of failures in quest design are kind of... A big deal. Yeah, you can't be doing that if you're if that's the basis of your fucking game. Yeah, they're like, oh, we've got four hundred hours of com- like content for you to play, um, but it's all side quests and shit. But if the side quests aren't designed well, like what? Why would mm. you want to do it? But then there's some really cool stuff in there as well. So I don't know. I I mean, I'll definitely be continuing to play it. I haven't in the last week because I've been playing Paddlefront. Yeah, well, that that's one thing I've been, you know, I've put Battlefront off for a few days. I have been, I played it obviously for a couple of days, but I really wanted to make sure I finished Fallout because if I don't, then you won't go back. I to won't. It. I will never go back, and that'll be the the story of you know Fallout Three again. Yeah, which is a real shame, and in a way, I'm kind of glad that uh, I have the. Um, Xbone now because I got the code for Fallout, Fallout 3. 3. So in a quiet period, perhaps I'll actually go and play it again. No. No, probably not. <laughs> See, that, that's the thing about Fallout 4. It's It looks good enough and it feels good enough for the most part that I will probably actually go back to it. Mm, yeah. Because it's one of those games where it's like, oh, I've got some down period. But then, like, that makes... Right now, because I'm playing Battlefront, like, mostly, that gives me three unfinished RPGs at least. So I've got, like, The Witcher 3, Fallout 4, and Dragon Age Inquisition, and all the Dragon Age Inquisition DLC and all the Witcher DLC. Mm. It's like... That's a lot of games to go back and play. Yeah, but, you know, there's a bit of downtime, I think, between now and kind of Uncharted. I guess there's some games coming out, but they're Uncharted Four is the main one for me. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Let's talk well, about Battlefront. Also, also the newest one, but I suppose you probably haven't put as much time into it as you have with especially The Witcher and Inquisition. Yeah. Well, I put a fair amount of time into Fallout though. Like I played like twenty something hours already. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I I put it off a couple of days when I got it. I wanted to finish Assassin's Creed, but I didn't get around to finishing that. And then just smashed out 20 or so hours of Fallout 4 before Battlefront came out. (laughs) And I got Battlefront pre-released by two days as well. Mm. So I think I only played Fallout 4 for like four days. Wow. And played like 20-something hours of it. But anyway, the Battlefront is like so friggin' fun. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Um... I I definitely agree, and it was even just on the first night when we had it. Obviously, you said you got it a few days earlier, but you came over here on release day because I got my copy, and we played it for hours that night. 
and yeah. it was with Chad. Was that with that Chad? One? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was already probably game of the year for both of us. Yeah, it's just like visually, it's amazing. Same as Fallout, except that. So I reckon Battlefront even looks even better, but I guess yeah, so do if I. you don't have to. Oh, one of the, actually one thing with Fallout Four, which kind of annoyed me, I was standing on this like outcropping of rocks, and I looked over at the at Boston at the city, mm-hmm. and there was like a line in the fucking river or whatever the water looking over where the textures just stopped. Wow! And then everything after that was like blocky polygons and shit. Wow! And I was like, what the fuck? Well, speaking of that, I actually was playing it today and I walked down a set of stairs and there was a room on the right that I'd already been in and I looked towards it and all I could see was the door frame and then behind it was just white light and that was it. There was nothing else. And I'm thinking, I know I've been in that room, but I can't remember that light. I thought maybe some other, you know, one of the bad dudes had run in there and hit like a... um, a spotlight or something and it had turned and was facing the door or whatever. Um, but anyway, I walked in there to check it out and I walked through like the threshold of the door and everything was white. There was no graphic in the room at all. And then it kind of flicked about three times and then the room appeared and it was just like a, a small little cupboard with a few shelves and shit in it. Some kind of fucking glitch. Yeah, and I was like, wow, what the fuck's going on with that? Oh, well. But anyway, so yeah. like Star Wars, I haven't had a single fucking glitch for a no, start. Yeah, amazing. Um, everything looks great. Like if you haven't played it or you haven't played the beta, it's like everything they did in it is like a, an exact replica from the fucking movies. Yeah. It just looks incredible. Um, flying TIE fighters and X-Wings feels great. And then there's the modes that weren't in the bloody beta. Like, so Fighter Squadron, which I played in Melbourne, is awesome fun. But then you've got Heroes versus Villains and Hero Hunt, which are two, like, Heroes versus Villains, six versus six, first to win five rounds wins. And um, basically what it is is three people from each team of six get randomly chosen to be heroes or villains. So the rebels get Han Solo, Leia, and Luke Skywalker, and the villains get Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine, and Boba Fett. And the first team to kill the heroes or whatever from the other team wins that round. Um, Fucking amazing fun. And then Mm. this hero hunt, which is one... There's eight players. When the game starts, one randomly gets chosen to be either a hero or a villain and then everyone else has to try and kill them while they have to try and get as many kills as possible the person who gets the final shot on that hero then becomes the hero and everyone has to try and kill them and after 15 minutes the person with the most kills wins so that's like friggin fun as as well I think the way they've actually put all those together um, and I know they couldn't really do a lot of them with their previous games, mm. like, you know, Battlefield, obviously. Yeah, it really sets um, it apart from Battlefield. Yeah, because that was the one thing that I was really uh, nervous about, I suppose, was that you know, when we played the beta and, beta and I made that comment that it did just feel like Battlefield, um, I was really worried that 
you know, it was just going to come out and it was just going to be a Star Wars skin battlefield. Mm. But it's not. It's far from it. And the fact that they've been able to add those types of things, you know, those different game modes, yeah. unbelievable. And all the different vehicles and everything as well, like ATST and the fucking, even the speeder bikes, when you play on levels with that, like on Endor, there's speeder bikes for you to drive around on. Yeah, which is very difficult too, I found. The, you know, I, I only really did it once or twice. Mm. But the the maps, that map in particular, is made more for infantry. And yeah. I understand like when you watch the movie, you know, it, they go fucking fast and there's not that much room to move around. <laughs> but it's incredibly difficult to do anything because everything is so tight mm. and it really made it very difficult to to actually enjoy that part, especially well, that leads, just jumping on it for the first time. Yeah, well, that leads into, like, one of the other really good things about the game, which is all the training missions. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take the time before you jump into the multi... Because, okay, so there's only multiplayer in the game. Yeah. Um, you've got online multiplayer, and then you've got offline, uh, like, battles against, um, against AI, which you can play co-op online or co-op split-screen, local co-op. And then survival mode, which is the one that we did uh, in yeah. the beta, which is, um, you know, waves of enemies. Mm-hmm. So you can do that couch co-op as well as local, uh, as long as, as well as online co-op. But then in, there's a section for missions where also you can play the missions, training missions in co-op as well. Mm-hmm. And training missions are like things like, so there's one called Endor Chase and it's you on a speeder bike racing along and you have to take out rebels on other speeder bikes and it just feels amazing and then there's ones that teach you how to play as um you know driving the atst like just ways teaching you how to use all the different vehicles and even the battles missions you can do hero battles where you get to play as a hero so you can practice using the hero controls and all their special moves so, like, all that kind of stuff is really handy to be there, and it's all fun to use. It doesn't feel like tutorial missions for the most part. Yeah, which is the reason why I skipped past them. Yeah. Which I know I shouldn't Because generally, done, generally but... you think, oh, tutorial, that'll be fucking boring. Yeah, and but... I did, and that's why I skipped straight past it and just wanted to play. But, yeah, they're pretty fun. And they help, which is probably the good thing. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, and you learn things like playing as the heroes and stuff in those offline modes. It, it really helps you get a handle on it a lot quicker. Um, so, yeah, you should probably fucking do that. Yeah, I think I will. <laughs> but yeah. then we're going to play some more tonight so we can, uh, you can, you know, get a bit of practice in. Mm-hmm. Just yep. in the line of fire. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I've, I've I had... You know, Tyson come around, my oldest son, and he'd only watched a little bit of the game on YouTube, you know, shit like that. Um, and it hadn't really grabbed him. But then I think he'd only really watched some of the, the earlier stuff from the beta, but um, he'd, uh, he came around on Friday night and I chucked it on. And the first game we played was that Supremacy. And it's... You know, I haven't leveled up as quickly as other people have, obviously, because I haven't 
been playing and I've been playing Fallout. So 40, is it 20 versus 20? It is, isn't it? Yeah, 20 yeah. versus 20. And it was on a uh, a random map, which was like, um, I can't remember the name of it. It's like a very rocky kind of um, deserty kind of planet. Um, and we just got our asses handed to us and it was shit house. Um, <laughs> so it was it was quite difficult to really get him to enjoy it, I suppose. And then I was like, all right, well, let's go and try some of this hero versus villain stuff. Yeah. And jumped in and I had one game and then he ended up playing for like two hours afterwards. Yeah. Because he loved it. It's super fun. It is. It is. And it's even if great. like mass battles, like supremacy is all infantry, right? I think for the most yeah. part. Yeah, I think you can get the... Um, oh, you can get the vehicles. Like, but the, the whole the point of it... and stuff. Yeah, the whole point of it, though, is to, like, just reach a kill limit or something. Yeah. Whereas then you've got Walker Assault, which is also a 40-player one, where it's objective-based. But then you've got all these other ones, like Blast is 10v10, I think, which is way more accessible than Supremacy. It is, yeah. Um, drop Zone which is the one that was in the beta where pods drop down and you have to go and, like, capture them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, a standard capture the flag one called Cargo or something I like that. I uh, think Drop Zone's 10v10 as well, isn't it? It's uh, not eight, huge. It's 8v8. Oh, that's 8. I'm okay. sure. Actually, Blast might be 8v8 as well. But, um, yeah, like, and then you've got Droid. What's the Droid, droid run? Where there's these three droids just randomly placed on the map and they're just rolling around mm. and you have to run up and and capture one or whatever and then defend it against the enemy coming and capturing it. It's like it capture well. the flag really, isn't oh, it? It's, it, more it like, um, it's more like control. Yeah. Where you've got three control points and you're trying to like it and once one team holds all three, the other team has like twenty seconds or something to win one back before the game is over. Which is not that easy because Again, there's not that many players. Yeah. So, so you once spread you do capture thin. all three, yeah, you, you're pretty stuffed. If they're, if the other team, which is hopefully what we get to try soon, uh, hopefully tonight or maybe Thursday, um, get a clan together, and then if we can fill up an eight-person team with headphones on, and you dominate, you really would on something like that. You would absolutely dominate because you could just go right. We're going to go and attack this one, and then the two people or whatever they could spare to go and capture it. Just hold have, it. Yeah, they're gone straight away, and then it continues the game. So that would be really good. But it's definitely the kind of game. I mean, I'm like I said, I got that on the PlayStation Four. Really, actually, want to get it on the uh, PC as well. Um, apparently, the PC version of it is coded absolutely perfectly um, to the point where you know you can be halfway through a match and then plug in an actual controller and it is mapped perfectly straight away you don't have to do anything um, which would really help for things like when you're flying and stuff like that because obviously the in most games flying and things like that with a mouse and a keyboard yeah. Um, if you have to go in and change your sensitivity of the mouse every time, you get just going to get axed straight away. Um, so to be able to actually switch to a controller to do those parts is fantastic. Mm. But in a lot of games, it doesn't work all that well. 
and you end up, and even in old Battlefield games, you you can't really switch like that. Like it, if you plug something in, you've got to go in and map it and things like that, and it doesn't really work that well. Um, the other thing that I've heard about it on the PC is it um, the the graphics for it are absolutely perfectly coded if you've got multiple GPUs on Sly <laughs> on your, and not a lot of games are actually capable of you know really pushing out high pixel rates for multiple GPUs um, which I'm really considering giving it a go because I, I would love to I mean it looks absolutely amazing just on the PC uh, on, the, on the PS4 absolutely amazing yeah um, but to be able to upscale that by three or four times what it is would be amazing. So I'm pretty, yeah, pretty excited about that. And I know it's definitely going to be the type of game that would be perfect for, you know, a couple of mates on a land type thing. Um, so I would be very, very interested in, uh, in giving that a go. Yeah. So, but the one thing that if I had to be picky about, it graphically, the only thing that I've actually been able to to pick on really um, is the shading of the faces. When you, and that's that's it. That's how small it is. It's just <laughs> such a tiny little thing. But the the colours of the skin textures, possibly because there's not really a lot of skin you see on anybody because they're all wearing uniforms and shit. Um, the the colours of the faces seem really pastel compared to the vibrant color of the rest of the game uh, yeah. and that's the only thing graphically that i can actually <laughs> pick out that's a bad thing about the game it's fucking oh, well, incredible fair enough it is absolutely incredible so and like like i said before the the fact that we played it for a couple of hours and then it was already both of us going oh this is probably going to be our game of the year the reason for me, and I know we discussed this, but the reason for me is because of just how fun the game is. Yeah, it's and super fun. It is. And that's what you want. You know, the escape of being in a fallout zone and all that kind of stuff and the grinding and all those types of things. Not really fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's still fun, but it's not really just exciting fun. Yeah. And to play a game where... I mean, both of us played until late and we had a, our adrenaline was going and we're excited and, you know, we just wanted to keep going back in and keep doing it and keep doing it because it was just so much fun. And there's not a hell of a lot of games that give you that rush and this definitely does. So that's that's my little uh, you know, suggestion on that one so far. Hopefully it doesn't get boring. Well, they've got free DLC coming out in December, which is the Battle of Jakku, which is apparently it's like there's a pl this place Jakku or whatever is in the new Star Wars movie, but it's like this battle of Jakku creates the war torn land that is in the movie or some shit. So cool. It's like a stepping stone thing. So that'll be kind of cool, I think. Mm. And then obviously they've got a season pass for 76 fucking dollars. Yeah, it's harsh, isn't it? Which has um, four more packs, but that has like, apparently in the, in the uh, expansions, 
there's going to be four more heroes and villains. I don't know if it's four more heroes and four more villains or if it's two of each. But, um... Wow. Yeah, I don't know who it'll be. Presumably, like, someone from episode one, two, or three, maybe. Or Force Awakens characters, maybe. Yeah, it could be. I don't imagine it'd be Yoda, because... You know, he doesn't exactly fit into the character no, model. Imagine trying to hit the bastard as well. It'd be <laughs> yeah. so hard to shoot from a distance. It'd be a tiny yeah. speck. But, I mean, the good thing as well is the timing of this. You know, this has got so many people, like at your uh, engagement party on uh, Saturday night, they're talking to a couple of people and they're just like, it, it's actually got me excited for Star Wars again. And... That's fucking awesome. Yeah, fuck yeah. Because, I mean, they needed something. I mean, people are always excited about Star Wars, don't get me wrong. But bringing out a new movie that really is going to have to be a shitload better than the last three that came out. Oh, yeah, because the prequels really burnt people, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, and this has now got so many people back into the excitement of the Star Wars. Yeah. And that whole galaxy and that whole universe. So, and nothing in Battlefront awesome. is the original trilogy. I mean, is is the prequel trilogy? It's all original trilogy stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So. So it'd be it'd be nice to be drip fed a little bit before the movie comes out, and then again, if the movie flops and they bring stuff out for it, because obviously they've already got it all slated for what's going to happen for releases. Mm. But if the movie sucks, which Let's hope it doesn't. But if the movie sucks, (laughs) no, it probably won't. But if there's even an element of suckiness to it, then bringing out that DLC will flop. So I don't know. Let's see. We'll talk about that in future months, I suppose. But that's it. I think we should wrap up on that and just go and play more Battlefront. Hell yeah. I reckon. All right, let's do it. So that was episode 88, um, the Fallout Battlefront. Um, and we hope you enjoyed it. Sorry to only talk about two games, but let's be honest, it's all that anybody's really been playing for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so. and I had my engagement party on the weekend, like you said, and seriously, I'm fucking tired, so yeah. I just want to play some Battlefront and relax, all right? Jesus. Yeah, get off his back, everybody. Yeah. God. Oh. <laughs> we, do right. this. we do this for you. Yeah. Show some bloody for appreciation. Whoever listens to the shit. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, if you've got comments, if we missed out on things, if you just think that our little wrap-up sucked ass real bad, um, send us an email um, podcast. to podcast at dropbeargaming.com mm-hmm. uh, or you can comment below on the uh, on either iTunes, of course, where you're getting it from most probably, or on Facebook. And if you haven't already, like us on Facebook so you can get these uh, as they come out. Yeah, exactly. So they can just add to your list of crap. Yeah, yeah. You can literally like wait on fucking, you know, I don't know. Just chew the podcast. Your, chew your fingernails waiting. That's right. To bloody hear the next DBG podcast. Do that. All right, we're going right. to get out of your ear holes. Thanks very much for listening, everybody, and enjoy until we talk to you next time. Cheers. See ya. Bye.